Hi, everybody. Hi. We are the faces behind the Paper Floors Collective. I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jesse Chu. And I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission statement is to connect people, to share, and to elevate the paper floors industry. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast ever for the Paper Talk. This is something um, Priscilla and Jesse and I have been talking about for quite a while, and we're so excited to finally make it happen, especially on International Paper Flower Day. And so we have here with Priscilla and Jesse, and maybe a lot of intimacy, a lot of heart to heart, a lot of personal, you know, personal stories. And podcasting is a perfect um, space for this. Yes, so true. I'm so excited. And the one thing that the reason why we're doing this podcast is I find so much enjoyment talking to Priscilla and Jesse almost every single week. And we want to share our our findings, our talks. Um, not only do we talk about business related, we talk about techniques, we talk about all sorts that are paper related, and we want to share it with you guys. Also be highlighting paper floors within our community so you can learn more about them and we can all learn tips from each other, learn about our different backgrounds, and it's just going to be a really great platform. Yeah, and we're so excited to share it with all of you guys. For our first podcast, my generous neighbor, Jerry Kier, is sponsoring this episode. So thank you so much, Jerry, for making this first episode happen for us. So hi, Wendy. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. We're so happy to have you on our very first podcast episode, Artist Spotlight. So, Wendy, um, I mean, we just want to get to know you. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you started? I'm sure everyone's curious about that. Well, um, I was at the time, like a year and a half ago, it was right around Christmas, and I was looking for something I could do to make some unique decorations. And I came across um, a YouTube for poinsettia paper flower. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I've never seen that before. And I had previously done sugar flowers, so a lot of the techniques are very similar. And so I just ordered some cray paper and um, made my first poinsettia. And from there on, it's just been kind of taking over my life. That is so amazing. So when you were searching for um, where to buy crepe paper, what stores or which vendors were out available? Because at the beginning when I was starting, it was really hard to find um, sources to buy. So where did you find your resources? Um, I'm pretty sure I ordered probably off of Amazon originally, and it was probably the Leah Griffith, because um, it was for Dublet that I was looking for. And um, after searching all the craft stores, which I soon learned they don't carry or even know about this type of cray paper. So, um, so yeah, so I found some on Amazon. It was pretty limited. Um, and then, of course, they also carried uh, Paper Mart, craft, uh, Cray Paper, but um, I've kind of learned that that's, that Cray Paper is for very specific uses because it doesn't hold up as well. So, um, so now, of course, I go to the vendors that you know, most everybody knows the Carifinis and, and uh, the 
Gloria Dublet and all that. So, and you're in Minnesota. Um, do you go to Rosemill? I've been there once, but I have ordered from Rosemill quite a bit, which is really nice for me because if I get the order in early enough in the day, I generally will get it the following day. So it's kind of like next day delivery for me. It's not so easy for everybody else, but it's, um, it's one handy thing for not being on either coast. So, so yeah. I have a question for you, Wendy. If you were stuck on a desert island and you had only one type of crepe paper, what would it be? I would have to say the doublets. I would definitely, I've um, kind of started using it in a lot of different ways, um, not just straight from the package. And so, and I'm finding that it's even more versatile than I originally thought it was. So I really have fallen in love with the doublet. I know one of the really amazing techniques that you've done and that you shared with the Paper Florist Facebook group is the washing technique. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Because I think people are still curious about it. And I think, I feel like it's such a great way to utilize um, the duplet because you can actually change the color in a very interesting way. Tell us more about this technique. Yeah, I um, originally started because, you know, so many of the colors are very um, different one side versus the other and they're not necessarily useful in flower making and so I thought I wonder what would happen if I got it wet and what would it would look like and would it ruin it would it fall apart um, and so I just started um, just trying out a few colors and I found out that it doesn't fall apart the glue holds um, the crepe doesn't it loses some of its spring, but it's definitely comes back. And so um, I've just been experimenting. I just use like a cake pan and put about an inch of water in it. And I'll put submerge a whole fold in or sometimes I'll cut the fold to the width that I need that I know I'm going to cut the petals. And um, so then I'll dip those in and I just submerge them and let them soak not very long i would say less than five seconds and you just kind of push on it get the air bubbles to come up and and then i just take it out and kind of squeeze gently and i generally will put them on i've got watercolor papers um big watercolor uh, cardstock whatever and um so i'll let them dry on that and as they're drying i'll kind of open now that it's nicer out i can put them outdoors so they dry faster and one thing i found recently is that a lot of the color bleeds out but not so that there's no color left there is a lot of color in that gray paper so and it you know soaks into the watercolor paper well if i plan it out right I can actually transfer some of that color into my next batch, which maybe I just want some highlights. So say I do a pink and, and then I'll maybe do like um, the peach or apricot and then I'll dry that on there and it'll pick up some of that peach or some of that pink color. 
So it's really fun to try some different things. I love that so much. I like my head is exploding right now with ideas, how to take this on to the next level. That is such an incredible tip that you just gave to us. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, really inspired yeah. by that. <laughs> yeah. I've even like ripped little pieces and put them inside the fold before I've wet it. And then I'll put it in, you know, submerge it, let it dry. And then those little tiny pieces will then bleed into the color. I mean, there's just really a lot of things that you can do with them, you know, with doing this technique. So, okay. One quick question. So I know your full-time job, you are a lab tech or you are, yeah. you're yeah. Lab tech. how does that profession help you be a better paper florist? Well, to be a lab tech, you have to be, I think, typically lab techs are very OCD or even kind of very regimented. I know most lab techs, they have their bench set up in a very particular way. And, you know, the pencils have to be right here. And, you know, it's just atypical of that. Um, we don't like to work in a mess. So I think that has helped me in doing this because I, I work very similarly like that at home. And I tend to also batch a lot of things. Um, and I know you've talked about that too, in, in order to do, like you do all your centers first and, you know, and just um, kind of, instead of doing one flower from start to finish, you do a lot of flowers in stages. And that's very similar to what we do in the lab field. So that's kind of second nature for me. And it doesn't make sense <laughs> to do it any other way. Um, and I have a question for you, Wendy. Everyone always wants to know, you know, how to balance work and family. And since you have a full-time job not making flowers and you make tons of flowers, what tips would you offer for people how to balance that, uh, you know, family work life? I have to say I'm very fortunate that I have a supervisor who um, understands that there isn't always work to be done. I work in a very small clinic and not in a hospital setting. And so I do have a lot of downtime. So I am constantly bringing things to work where I can like cut all my petals or do my fringing or even, you know, make some flowers all the way from start to finish. Um, so I have a very colorful lab, which is not typical. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, a lot of people have come in, you know, they'll see the stuff and they'll be interested. And so I get to talk about it. And so in a sense, I kind of get to educate people. And at home, my husband's very, he's very understanding about it. And we don't have children, so I don't have that struggle. I think it would be very hard if I had children. I think it's hard for working moms to, to you know, find all that time for everything. Yeah, my hat's off to Jesse and Priscilla for having kids and being able to juggle being a paper floors and doing all these amazing work all at the same time. You guys are yeah. amazing. <laughs> We, we have a lot of help. <laughs> Yay for well, family help. Yeah. You have to, you know, especially before the kids can actually start helping you. So <laughs> once they're of the age that they can start picking up the scissors and cutting, then you've got, you know, a work crew that, you know, is right there. <laughs> Does your husband ever help you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
you know, he, he has very shaky hands and I guess he's had that all his life. Cause I kept saying, do you have Parkinson's? <laughs> but, um, and so the harder he tries to do really detailed work, the more his hands shake. So no, he does not really help in, in the flowers, but he's very helpful in other ways. He, you know, he does the heavy lifting. So he's great that way. That's wonderful. It's always wonderful to have such great supportive surroundings. Um, just to delve in a little bit more about your paper flower techniques, you had mentioned a particular type of tool that you use. Can you tell us more about your favorite tool? Yeah, it's, um, it was a tool I got in a kit when I was doing sugar flowers. And it's, it's a kind of a long, about three inch long, I would say very similar to um, the hat pins that people, some people use. And so it's sharp on one end, but it has a, a wooden handle and um, it's really easy to hold on to. And I actually use it depending on what I'm doing. I'll use either end. I'll use the needle end for doing the frilling and, you know, and rolling and shaping, but then I'll use the wooden end because it's rounded I'll use that to kind of put soft curls in and, um, and do some other type of shaping. So I, yeah, I've often thought about trying to find someone that would be able to make something like that because if I lose it, I would be lost. I, I've tried using the wires like other people use to do, you know, and it just, doesn't fit in my hand because I'm used to having that wood handle. So yeah, I um, recommend it wholeheartedly if anybody finds one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we know that you are trying to do a little bit more on the paper flower world, um, trying to bring in a little bit more income. And I think on, when we're interviewing you, you mentioned that you wanted to do more into the wedding industry. Why did you choose um, doing wedding orders versus doing personal orders or other types of orders? Well, I, I like the idea of, you know, doing custom orders. So everyone is different. Um, I think because I've done a lot of crafts and a creative type things my entire life. And I've, you know, done the craft shows for different things. And I found having to make the very same thing over and over and over again, it becomes a job and I don't enjoy it. So the idea of doing something original and specific for one person, I find that, you know, really intriguing and it's more, more entertaining for me. And also as someone who, I mean, I, I've been married now 12 years. And at the time that I was planning my wedding, um, when you have something in particular in mind, you don't always want to compromise. And I know brides can, you know, they can get that way. And so I just think it would be really fun to be able to give that a bride what they envision for their day because I know, um, and I always kind of get choked up saying this and talking about it because I just think that that's the one day that every woman, maybe men think of as, you know, their ultimate day. I just think it would be, it just fills my heart to think about 
being able to supply someone with that. I know exactly what you mean. It's just yeah. a wonderful feeling, especially when you're able to deliver that bouquet to that bride and their eyes light up and that you see them like holding back their tears because it's exactly how they imagine it to be. Right. And for something that they can have this momentum forever, it's just a wonderful right. feeling. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love making paper flowers. Yep. Yep. And, you know, and I would love to be able to share that feeling with more people. So that's why, you know, I went to the master class and which opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And, um, and so, you know, I really feel like this, I've gotten more tools to further that. And, you know, because I'm kind of not really an extrovert. And so I, you know, my dream would be someone would come and knock on my door and say, oh, we love your flowers. And, you know, the work would be done, but that's not how it is in real life. So um, I know you have to really put yourself out there to do this. So let's talk about that. I mean, you came to our masterclass. We met yeah. you personally, saw your flowers. They're beautiful. You speak yes. so passionately about being involved in the wedding industry. So at this point, where do you see your business growing? You've told us a little bit about, you know, what you've decided to actively pursue. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about that. Why now? Why at this point of your start of your journey, did you decide to pursue, um, uh, I, I guess, more a serious investment in your creative, in your creative path? Kind of because I don't feel like I have – a really long time. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, 57. And so I feel like, you know, I can't wait 10 years to see, you know, if I can, you know, if things fall into place and stuff. I mean, I, I really feel, I don't know, you know, if you want to call it a biological clock, but um, it's kind of very similar. It's kind of like, if I don't do it now, I'm probably not going to do it at all. Came home, I had a long drive home, so I had a lot of time to think and and kind of put what I learned into, you know, and turn it around and look at it and and yeah, I figure um now is the best time. I I can't can't wait for something that really I have to make happen. So, so tell us specifically about what you've um, decided to do in terms of investing in your business. You indicated um, that you wanted to, or you are working with a branding consultant. Yep. And also yep. working with someone um, to increase your, I guess, Instagram following or to improve Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I found some groups on Instagram and one is the uh, Twin City Collective which is for um, women um, and entrepreneurs and creatives. And so it's, you know, kind of a support system, but it also they have workshops. And so um, because I'm not really savvy in, with Instagram or really any social media, um, they were offering a one day intensive um, course or workshop and on Instagram specifically. And so I'll learn about, you know, all the ins and outs because it's just not intuitive to me. 
you know, some people pick it up and it just, you know, makes sense. It's not intuitive. I have to be shown <laughs> um, how things work. And so, so, and then they'll also audit my, my Instagram page. And so I'm working with a branding consultant who um, is also part of this Twin Cities Collective. And so we're working on trying to get the logos and the little icons that you use in Instagram. Um, we're working on trying to get that ready so that I'll have it available to me when that workshop comes up. So, um, so I'm really excited about that. It's really fun. It's just really fun to, to work with somebody else and you know, that's creative and it's your picture, not theirs. <laughs> Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about the clients that you've had so far or how you've gotten any of the commissions or orders for, for past um, work that you've done? Well, I have to say I haven't had um, really any commissions or clients. I have sold some pieces that I've made to people that, you know, are pretty much acquaintances. They're not anybody that um, I don't know. So, you know, I can't really speak to, to that exactly. Um, that's one of the things I have to kind of work on. However, I am working with the, the hospital that our clinic is associated with. They are just building a new gift shop. And so I've contacted the person who is in charge of the gift shop. And so we are in discussion about putting my paper flowers, you know, arrangements in their gift shop. Because I feel like, you know, that's kind of a really nice place for it because... Yeah. You know, so many hospitals are going fragrance-free and, you know, allergy-free. I know a lot, some units don't allow fresh flowers. So, you know, it just gives the, you know, the families of these patients another option. You know, so, so I'm really hoping that works out. And I'm going to try to talk her into letting me put up some kind of installation so that it'll kind of draw the people to the flowers so maybe they weren't necessarily going to buy flowers and then they saw these and they said why not so that's an excellent yeah. idea you should definitely make that happen yeah yeah i'm hoping so it, it, it it's i think it, it's probably going to happen but just you know don't want to put too many eggs in that basket <laughs> <laughs> well i'm going to wrap up the interview thank you so much um, this has been really amazing to see some insight on your paper flower journey. And I went in this particular podcast, especially this is the first podcast ever, and it happens to coincide with International Paper Flower Day that was created by Kate, and she's been pushing it along. And it's been so amazing to see everybody make posters and share the stories on how they started their paper flower journey. So I want to wish everyone a very happy International Paper Flower Day. And I'm really excited that you are artist spotlight to hop on and do our podcast. And I want to do another shout out to our sponsor, Jerry Keir, for sponsoring the first ever um, podcast for the Paper Talk. Well, thank you so much. I was really honored to, you know, be asked. I was just really, you know, floored that um, because I thought, you know, after going to master class, there were so many talented people. And um and so I'm, I'm just really honored that 
that you asked me. So thank you very much. We are so honored to have you in our community. It's been really amazing to see your progress because I think I've been following you since the very beginning and just seeing your paper flowers evolve and change and be what they are now. And I can't imagine what they're going to be looking like by the end of the year. So oh. I wish you the absolute best. I know you're going to do amazing work. And we are here if you have any questions or need advice or tips. And we would love to help you along this journey. You know, I, I know that you guys have been so helpful already. So, and after meeting you, I just know that you're just so genuine and warm that I, I feel like I can ask you anything. So I really, yeah, the whole group is wonderful. So you guys have done a great job. Oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Thank yeah. you so much, Wendy. You bet. You guys have a great day. All right. You thank you too. so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. So that was so amazing to hear Wendy talk about her particular story. And I just exciting to see people share their work, see their journey. And I just love it so much. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Paper Talk. Priscilla signing off. This is Quinn signing off. And Jesse signing off. 